Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. On today's episode, we have Jackie Hermes, who's the CEO and founder of Accelity Marketing. You can find out more at ExcelityMarketing.com. She's also the host of the Art of Entrepreneurship podcast. She's also incredibly active on LinkedIn. And since you know that I love good, tangible, practical advice, you can trust me when I say that she is one of the best sources for your entrepreneurial journey, not just on the podcast, but with the daily content coming at you on her LinkedIn profile. Make sure you check out all relevant links in the episode description below. Here comes your good advice. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. One of my favorite parts about this podcast is, you know, you may be someone who you're running your business and you're thinking about, first of all, wow, this is really hard. And second of all, you're probably thinking like, okay, what do I not know? Like this journey is so much more complicated once you're in it, as opposed to really how people talk about it. Well, on today's show, we have a very special guest. Her name's Jackie Hermes. She's on the podcast. She's the CEO and founder of Accelity Marketing. It's a business that's been around for almost 10 years now. And she's also one of my favorite people to follow on LinkedIn. She has almost 100,000 followers on LinkedIn. And her content isn't sort of like the um, fluffy... I mean, she has very encouraging stuff, but it's not like that fluffy stuff that like you see and you're like, okay, that's a nice quote, but like, what do I go, where do I go from here? Post a lot of content on like the actual mechanics of running your business, things you need to know about your business. And also, she runs her own podcast that is over 70 episodes. It's called The Art of Entrepreneurship. And that's a, a podcast that's uploaded three times a week. And I'll be sure to put that podcast in the episode description. Jackie, it is so amazing having you on the podcast today. Thanks for joining us. Excellent intro. Thank you. I think we have a very <laughs> similar message and similar audience. So this is going to be an amazing chat. Well, I've checked out your podcast. I always I always got to give love to a fellow podcaster because it's like your hair's already on fire. You're already running a business and it's like, oh yeah, right. And I need to upload. But you've, you're, you're a lot smarter than me because your podcasts are all under 10 minutes. Meanwhile, I'm a rambler. And so my podcasts tend to stretch and I'm like, this is insane trying to keep this updated three times a week. But um, I checked out the podcast and I loved your intro. The first line was running a business is freaking hard. And I was like, yeah, that nope. is true. <laughs> so I uh, credit to you. And uh, like I said, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you. Can you hang on one second? I'm so sorry. It's cutting out a little bit. Can I sure. switch my networks really quick? So totally, it'll yeah. be way better quality. No I'm issues. So yeah. Okay, good. All I'm good? on the strong network now. All right. Okay. Let's and the good news it. is on my side, it's all very clear. So there shouldn't be like an interruption um, through it. So wonderful. Um, so Jackie, you have the podcast. Um, you're running Excelity. It's a seven figure plus business. Uh, by the way, I love just the little tidbits of your origin story. Um, and maybe this is a good starting point because 
you know, Jackie, I, I wasn't trying to sound obnoxious in the intro, but like there's people on LinkedIn, which is my social media of choice who, um, it is a lot of like quotables. It's a lot of, and you, you know, you start to see kind of the same things posted, like, you know, the employee came in and they didn't have work experience. They were the best employee I've ever had. And like, it's like, how does everyone have this employee, you know? And, uh, I think what I like about your content is that it's so genuine. It's so honest. And you share a lot about your origin story. That's frankly, it's, um, I appreciate it because I think it's very honest, but it's very different from what a lot of people are posting. Um, tell me about, you know, your life for you on LinkedIn. I mean, what's the, the thinking there? It's so funny that you say uh, that so many people are posting the same things. It's all quotables because I see the same quotes and the same stories going freaking viral all the time. And I'm like, put so much dang effort into putting, you know, authentic and just real content out there, not this fluffy crap about, you know, sure. how great it is to run a business and all my freedom that I don't really have, whatever. Um, and I see that going viral and I'm like, am I doing something wrong? And then I'm like, okay, I know, I know I'm doing the right thing and I don't want to be another one of those talking heads that's just spewing crap, right? Yeah. And that's, it's a, I don't know, it's a crude way to say it. But that was my big hesitation, especially in getting started with a personal brand was that I didn't want to be that person. And I wanted to be kind of how I am in person. Like if you meet me, we're getting to the deep stuff really quick. You're probably going to feel like you just got interrogated because I have lots of questions and I want to go into like the real stuff. Whenever I meet like a sure. new significant other of one of my friends, which most of them are getting married or married now, but they're always like, Jackie, calm down. Like, don't Another interrogate. From Jackie. Yeah, I know. I know. It's very, and I'm like, well, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to yeah. scare them, but I just want to have real conversations. And I'm yeah. trying to bring that same energy to LinkedIn. That said, it, I mean, people react in a different ways. Some people appreciate it. I was on a podcast a few weeks ago and she was like, you share a lot on LinkedIn, like very vulnerable. How does that affect you in business? And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, it, I, I don't think it affects me negatively at all. If anything, I think the founders and heads of marketing that I'm selling to can relate to a lot of what I'm saying. You know, and it's it's interesting because I feel like marketing is this industry that gets a really bad rap for being um, salesy isn't even the right word, but it's like it's like you know you're buying a hot dog and the marketer's describing like you know, this elegant cut of, you know, pure beef. And <laughs> you're like, okay, it's a hot dog. Yeah. And so like, um, and for me, this actually is personal for me because I talked to a lot of newer business owners. Um, I know you, you ran uh, the women's entrepreneurship week. And so you're working with startup founders, entrepreneurs all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, you have these people who frankly have been burned. Um, not always like they put their money in someone that they like a marketer they really trusted who promised the world and it mm -hmm. didn't necessarily happen. But I just feel for my fellow entrepreneurs who like, I mean, for me, like I quit my job and started my business. And my wife, we literally the day I started my business, my wife was like, We're pregnant. And I was like, Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is real. And you know, I just I felt like the pain of like, why isn't this working? Because I had really like drank the Kool-Aid of, yeah, all you got to do is just send this one email. And I mean, you're going to have like, so it's going to be $20,000 per week. It's going to be insane. Um, I say all this, see, I, I tend to ramble. Um, I say all this to just to mention, like, 
I think it's really unique how you have such a genuineness and an authenticity while also being a marketer. And I don't know if that's yeah. offensive or not <laughs> to your profession. I just, it's yeah. a really nice differentiator, I think. Yeah. I mean, marketers didn't get a bad rap for not doing the things that people say, right? It's not like it's made up. A lot of people have had bad experiences. We have a lot of clients that come to us and they're like, we have fired three marketing agencies. Sure. How are you different? And I think there's just a difference in being realistic about what you can accomplish is really important. Setting expectations correctly, being honest when you're hiring a contractor, you're outsourcing something. We just had a project that we were very honest, like we have to hire a contractor to do the bulk of this work. Are you comfortable with that? And then the contractor totally like bailed on the project, missed the deadline. And we were like, okay, you know, yeah. we have to go and tell them, but good freaking thing. We were honest with them up front, And so they knew the risk that they were taking on and it doesn't look great on us, but at least we can be honest through the process. And I think a lot of people are just trying to put up a, it's much like social media, put up a facade that everything's great and they don't want to be honest when things go awry. But the thing is that when things go wrong, if you can be honest and work through it, your relationships can often come out even better on the other end, but people are too dang scared to mm -hmm. even have the conversations and work through the issues. So don't, yeah, it's not offensive at all. I, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm trying to do. Well, that, that authenticity is obviously working for you. I know you've mentioned in past content that, um, you know, you've brought in over a million dollars through LinkedIn, which is really great, by the way, because I know a lot of people when they get on LinkedIn or social media, it can really feel like um, a slow burn. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know about you, but I talk to a lot of people and I'm like the worst example of this because I'll just disappear from LinkedIn for like a month. <laughs> and you're, you're, you know, credit to you. I have so much admiration for people who are posting consistently, but all this to say, you'll have someone who they're like, yeah, you know, I want to do LinkedIn and they post for like three days and they didn't bring in like a ton of money. And they're like, LinkedIn sucks. Like, why did I waste time on this? Or, you know, um, so obviously it works and you have your tribe that really appreciates your messaging. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to say I got lucky because there's a lot of hard work and there's a lot of effort that goes into it. But I also got a little lucky because I was early to the video platform on LinkedIn, which helped my, I mean, some of my first videos got like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 views. That's harder to do these days. So yeah, I mean, I definitely got a little lucky. I also have an assistant and I run a creative agency. So it's a lot easier for me to post content consistently than it is <laughs> sure. for someone that's, if it was me doing it alone, I'd be up every morning, like writing a post in a note on my phone and being like, looks good and putting yeah. it out on LinkedIn. <laughs> so you look back you know, like six months later, you're like, Ooh, that was, that was rough, but Hey, we got it yeah. up. So <laughs> for me, it's like my toddlers banging on the door and I'm like trying, I'm like, just give me 60 seconds of silence to, <laughs> to record you this. You might not want to hear this, but my 11-year-old still does that. <laughs> Good luck. That's too bad because I was at the doctor yesterday and this woman, you know, you get like your your blood drawn for like your annual checkup. And um, so I, we have a second one coming in a couple of weeks. And uh, the woman was like, she was like, yeah, we have four. And I was like, oh, wow, we're going to have two. And she's like, well, how do you feel about it? And I was like, well, like right now I'm exhausted all the time. And like, I kind of like vented for a second and she was like, Yeah. It'll all still be the case in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, listen, at the other end of that, though, you've got mine are 11, 11, and 15. They let you sleep in. They can entertain themselves. We can close the door and they can almost kill each other, but they do play together. <laughs> and so there's, it's very beautiful on the other end of that when they start 
Yeah, so yeah. Multiple, multiples are good. So you're doing <laughs> the that. right thing, but yeah, you might be that. tired for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. You know, I, I feel like running a business, being an entrepreneur, um, and this is actually why I really appreciate your podcast, is it, it's almost like entrepreneurship is portrayed as this very sexy thing. Um, like, actually, I was talking to a young guy who he was like, I just so badly want to be an entrepreneur, which is weird because entrepreneurs don't like, we don't talk about like, I just want to be an entrepreneur. It's like, oh, I want to run this business that does this service or what have you. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I just want to be an entrepreneur. And I was like, okay, well, uh, what do you, what do you think that means? And he's like, oh, I mean, you sleep in as late as you want. No one tells you what to do. I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> well, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the funny thing, like I don't have a boss and I haven't had a boss for years, but I have many bosses, right? My employees hold me accountable. I have a business coach. I have a lot of freaking people that I'm accountable to even more and probably a higher pressure situation than when I had a boss. So, and sleeping <laughs> in, I mean, I sleep in on the weekends sometimes. That's fun. But half half yeah. the weekdays, I mean, I was writing LinkedIn content. At, I got an idea at 11.45 when I was trying to go to bed last night. And so I'm up writing LinkedIn, LinkedIn content after midnight and, you know, up at meetings at 8 a.m. That is right. entrepreneur life. It's not not the beautiful thing that people make it look like on, on Instagram. Sure. Well, mentioning, you know, bosses and your employees, I know another thing that's been really important for your business is transparency for how your business runs. Yeah. And you probably know as better as, as best as anyone that, um, you know, culture is such a buzzword, you know, it's not uncommon that people, you know, you'll have like, like I was in a business, for example, where they had like, you know, our values on the wall. And I was talking, it was like an HR person I was talking to. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And she was like, oh, that, oh, some marketing company put that up. Like no one had any context with it. But I know for you, it's not uncommon for um, you to interview your employees on LinkedIn, for your employees to be encouraged to have their own sort of personal brands, mm-hmm. uh, which I know there's some business owners are petrified of that idea because it's like, you know, what am I, <laughs> you know, it's like when I go through Chick-fil-A, which gets such like so many accolades on like culture and I go through the drive through and I'm like, Hey, so like, what do you, do you really like it here? You know, it's like, because <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious, right? But so yeah. you're actually having your employees, you're giving them a microphone, so to speak. You know, I don't think you're in the background, like, you know, threatening their job. <laughs> and so what's, no. yeah, what's been the process of like, I guess, how did you get to the point of being so comfortable with their, um, it's not even so much autonomy, but just like their voice being transparent um, them sharing their perspective. I think it says a lot about how you probably run your business. I, I'd love to hear more about that. I mean, at the end of the day, I think all of us have to realize that every single person has their own voice and they're going to say what they want to say, regardless of whether you let them do it, right? Mm-hmm. There's all these, there's new websites coming out where employees can anonymously talk about what it's actually like to work at a company. There's review sites like Glassdoor. I mean, we've got overwhelmingly positive Glassdoor reviews and we've got a couple people that didn't freaking like working at the company and they sure did let us know. And that is going, <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. So it's like, why just let people do it? You're going to they're going to hate you. They're going to end up not liking you if you try to take away their voice. And I think the power, especially now, is moving so much more into the hands of employees as it should be. I always, I remember working in corporate and I was like, what in the world is this? Like, I'm getting paid like crap. I'm getting treated poorly. My boss makes me cry every week and I'm not a crier. And I was like, <laughs> like you know, like, what is this? This is not what I want to do in my life. And 
So I'm just, I'm just trying to do something different. Right. And it's just yeah. like, just like with parenting, I was telling my daughter last night, like, I'm not perfect. I'm learning too, right? This is the first time I've really built a company like this. This is the first time I've parented my teenager. I'm learning right along alongside everyone. So I think it's really important to have that open communication, the feedback, encouraging mm-hmm. our team members to give feedback throughout the team, to give feedback up, which is scary. And mm-hmm. it's very hard for people to do. They don't want to do it because no one wants to get fired or be retaliated against when they say something right. negative. So it's like, it's a really interesting, interesting challenge to try to figure out how to make all of that happen. And I think just the more honest you are about it, the better. Like we've had, we have two main departments in our company and we've had some turnover happening in one of them. And we called a meeting a few weeks ago and we were like, clearly everyone can see that this is happening, right? So let's talk about it. Like if there is one job in this company that's really freaking hard and people are leaving it, why is that? I wanna hear from other people in the role. I wanna hear from people that work with them. I wanna hear from their clients. And it's like, I don't know. I think it's so silly that companies just try to act like this stuff isn't happening or they try to take away an employee's voice on social media or force them to spew the company lines. It's, I don't know, it's crazy yeah, I, in my I, mind. I posted something a couple of weeks ago and um, I, I don't even remember what it was. I, it's funny because like, you know, I joked about like the kind of toxic optimism. Like for me, I'm like trying not to be overly cynical of like, you know, another news story. I'm just like, oh, and I work a lot with like in like the management space. And so I'm like, oh, great. Another story of a boss who abused their employee. And so <laughs> I'm trying to like, you know, put a put a, a, you know, a bit of a gauge on that, but I posted something and someone DM me and said, Hey, I can't comment because my employer, um, would, uh, you know, whatever put me on probation or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you're totally right. Yeah. Like there's bosses who, and I think it's interesting too, you know, we talk about how important candor is and then you talk to employees and they're like, Oh no, I, I can't, I can't say what I, <laughs> I can't say what mm-hmm. I think. So mm-hmm. I think you're right on for sure. Do you think, you know, something else I was thinking about as I was listening to you is, um, I don't know about you, but I talked to a lot of business owners and this is myself included where, you know, it's hard to sometimes have like the emotional, I don't know if it's fortitude or like the resiliency when it comes to being an entrepreneur, cause you're always dealing with highs and lows or like, I feel like I'm a good boss. And then you talk to someone who worked for you. And I had a guy who was like, yeah, you were probably the worst boss I ever had. And you're like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> A simple, you know, no would have worked, but <laughs> but you hear stories like this, and it's hard sometimes not to like play that over in your head. Or you have a customer who is like, "Yep, didn't like working for you at all, like working with you at all." Um, you know, you're a business owner who's managing people. It's a post, you know, post COVID world. Hopefully, um, I know your business, like many others, had um, a drop in revenue because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you like? What's the secret for the entrepreneurs out there on being able to sort of show up every day with like the same emotional, um, and emotionally isn't even the right word. It's like the same um, dedication to the dream, the same commitment, the same you know appreciation for what you're doing. How have yeah. you how have you figured that out? That is a really good question. I would say, well, you just mentioned people saying you're a bad boss. People have told me I'm a bad boss. I seriously just reached out to and apologized to an employee that left like two years ago because she wanted to give me feedback when she was leaving and I was just not in a great place and I didn't want to take it. And I reached out to her and I was like, I regret not listening to you and I am sorry for that. And I think that if you can be 
just be the bigger person, be a nice <laughs> person. You know, I sure. screwed up and it took me a w- and I didn't want to, you know, bother her and I didn't want her to be like, oh God, she's annoying, you know, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> you need to do your part in taking accountability for the situation. I have another client that left a little while ago that it was a somewhat emotional situation because we had known each other forever. And I just reached out to him today, like, let's have coffee and let's just have a conversation about this and let's just sure. be people, you know? Um, showing up the same every day. I I mean, the short answer is I'm not, I'm not as dedicated every single day. You know, it, it wavers sometimes and the commitment wavers sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, I do not want to do this. Or sometimes I'm like, what did I get myself into? How am I going to get all this work done and parent and be a good wife and have friends and it can be overwhelming. So I think everyone feels those highs and lows and you just deal with them in a different way. But I do my best to never, ever take it out on anyone else. And frankly, if I'm having a really bad day or I'm really stressed and I can't show up correctly, I would rather not show up at all. I would rather take the day and not come to those meetings and come back when I can speak to people appropriately. And I, I'm the kind of person that when something happens, I need to think all the way through it so that I know how I want to talk to my team about a situation or talk mm-hmm. to clients about a situation. Um, communication is not something that you should do fast. And it's not like a task to check off a list. It's something that needs to be done in a very yeah. well-considered manner. So yeah, no, I, d- I do not feel the same level of dedication every single day. I think about quitting at least once a year. Usually. <laughs> and then sure. I'm like, yeah. I can't quit. Sometimes I say to my husband, like, what if I just was like, I quit? Yeah. What, what do you think people <laughs> would say? And then he's like, well, you can't do that. And I'm like, well, I know, but yeah. yeah. What if I could it's, though? <laughs> it's freaking hard, you know? Yeah. And I think it's very natural to feel, feel high and feel low sometime. Yeah. I think it's, it's a great encouragement for us listening like that permission to be human, I guess mm-hmm. of, you know, cause someone had sent me a clip from shark tank this is like a couple months ago and it was a woman who was pitching and um, she, they were looking at like her revenue numbers and they're like, Hey, like, so what happened like this year? Like your revenue dropped like 30%. And she was like, Oh, well, you know, my brother died. And so I, you know, it just was a hard year and yada, yada. And I mean, that sounds really insensitive. I'm saying yada, yada. I mean, she said more about it and um, they, and then the next year, uh, revenues were like double the first year. So it was obviously like a business that had like a market fit and had, you know, an, an opportunity to really grow. And they unanimously passed on her because of that one year. Cause they said, you know, in life as an, as an entrepreneur, you're going to face setbacks and you have to have sort of the resiliency to overcome it. And sort of the, the commonality between all of them was, you know, we just don't think you have what it takes, which I, my friend sent it to me and was like, what do you think about this? And I was like, I mean, then I don't have what it takes. I mean, if if you're not allowed to be human, I guess I don't know. But it feels like in like the startup or entrepreneurial world, there's just a lot of like, you know, I I work 12 hours a day. I'm up at three in the morning. I go to the gym, and you know, I never have an off day. Or I don't know. I think your advice is is encouraging. That Shark Tank story makes me mad, honestly. <laughs> like, I don't know what my face was doing during that time, but like, I'm about to write them a letter because that is. I heard from a friend from another friend that you did yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit. That is absolute yeah. crap. The lo- the loss of a loved one like that, I can't imagine 
what I would do. And my brother suffered a traumatic brain injury actually on the day that my son was born. It was in the hospital for six months. And I was not okay during yeah. that time with a newborn baby and my brother in the hospital and my company showed it, you know, and that's, that's called being human. You, we're not freaking robots that are like, oh no, personal loss. Okay. Back to work. Like that's just not how it works. <laughs> Ugh, that's annoying. Yeah. No, that's, that's <laughs> a great perspective. And, um, just looking at the time, I, this is already going by so fast. I know we're towards the end of our conversation. Um, you know, speaking of shark tank, speaking of like, sort of like the, um, the, entrepreneurial world, the startup world in particular, um, one thing I like about your business is that you totally bootstrapped it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's admirable because I don't know from your perspective, but a lot of conversations I have with startup owners on the next steps of their business is, okay, well, like we're going to, you know, the biggest focus right now is like a pitch deck. The biggest focus is finding investors, which I don't begrudge anyone, you know, finding investors, but it's interesting how in the startup world, it almost feels sometimes like there's more appreciation for having investors in a good a good pitch deck rather than actually having a product people want, like actually having a meaningful business. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your startup journey, um, if you're willing to share. I think that you are on point there. And I mean, a lot of companies that are in, in backed by investment grow without even really making money, which is kind of crazy to me. You can't bootstrap and grow that way. I mean, I didn't even think about raising money, to be honest. I've never taken out any debt for the company, which is kind of stupid, actually. Like, I have a line <laughs> of credit that anytime we're tight on cash, I'm like, Mm, I really don't want to use my line of credit though. Why? Sure. I don't know. I am like, I don't consider myself a super Midwestern person, but in that specific area, I am a Midwesterner through and through. I don't like having a lot of debt and I wanted to see if I could build a company solely using my money and the cash that I made in the company. And I think the thing with bootstrapping is it just takes longer to grow. Right. Because you don't, if I had a million dollars, you know, there's plenty that I could do with it. I'm sure I could come up with a plan in like the next hour of how I would spend a million dollars. But <laughs> however, I've never had a million dollars. So yeah, right. I think that it makes every single decision all that much more important. Every single hire is all that much more important because when you make mistakes in those areas, they cost you time and money and they can be really, really painful for the business. So uh, it took us four or five years until we hit a million dollars until we started like really making money. Mm -hmm. And to be frank, looking back at the journey, I probably should have thrown in the towel like three or four <laughs> times in between the start and when we really started making money. Because it's like, is draining every dollar you've ever made out of your savings to make payroll a good idea? Well, maybe not. But, you know, it ended up paying off. Uh, and that said, it was very, very stressful at that time. And I had my son, who was a baby when I started the company. He's now 11, so almost 10 years ago. And then I have two daughters that I adopted or that are adopted as well. And so just going through all of that personal stuff while trying to bootstrap a company is, it's freaking hard. It is absolutely <laughs> not for the faint of heart in any way. Yeah. Well, like I mentioned at the start of this episode, I was um, at my annual checkup at the doctor yesterday and she was like, are you, so are you stressed about anything? And I was like, 
pretty much like all the time, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> is that normal? Yeah. Everything. <laughs> uh, but you know, like when you bear your soul to someone and you can tell they like, weren't ready for it. And so there's like the awkward, like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty much what happened was I was like, yeah, I'm stressed all the time. I got this toddler, I got another kid. And she was like, yeah, well, so like, what else is going on? I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of just dumped on her. So, oh, God. but, um, I do that to my therapist all the time. And then I swear to God, she's noting in her head, like copes with humor. And yeah. I for sure do. For sure. Yeah. Well, but, but here's, what's really great is I've had, so the podcast has had so many just amazing people on who have a similar story to you in the sense of like, it's, it's a 10 year journey with the business. They talk about how painful and, you know, sometimes miserable, like those first four or five years are. Mm-hmm. And for me, as someone who's like, just in year four, I hearing these stories, it's relieving to me because for me, like going into year three, I mean, I was the guy thinking like, yeah, I'm going to be a mega millionaire, like month six. I mean, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad we quit our jobs and did this. But um, going into year three and having this like sensation of like, I've run out of time. Like I've run out of time. Like even though I still had cash, it was like, I've run out of time. This should have already happened already. And then having people on who they're telling these stories of like, yeah, it's like a 10-year game. It takes like five or six years. Um, I think that's good advice for all of our listeners today. Just understanding like, yeah, it's freaking hard and it sometimes takes a while. Um, and it gives us room to breathe a little bit. Yeah, go listen to the the How I Built This episode with the founders of MailChimp. It is really, really good. And they bootstrapped and they talk about just how freaking painful it was. And you look at like a platform like that and you're like, wow, everyone uses it. Well, it's once you dig into, especially talking to bootstrap founders, you find that a lot of us have a similar story. And whenever I post about bootstrapping online and talk about how it took four or five years to get there, oh, especially on TikTok, which is like all the teenagers are like, I could have done it in two. Yeah. Like, Please go, go away. <laughs> like, okay, like, sure. Okay, prove it. And you know yeah. what? Some people can do it in two and some people can do it in one. My husband started a consulting company a year ago and he built it to the number on his vision board in a year because he is 42 years old and he has 20 years of professional experience and he has 20 years of connections that he started with. All he had to do, I mean, not all he had to do, but he met with all the people that he had kept in touch with for coffee and got referred out. And now he has more business than he can even do because he started with that amazing baseline. That would be like you or I now going out and starting company number two, you know, in however many years. Think about how much easier it would be. So, (laughs) don't you feel like? Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say everyone's journey is different, and it all depends kind of on your starting point and how you do it. And yeah, and you know, I I don't feel like like there has to be like a rite of passage of like it has to be miserable. But like for me personally, I feel like I wouldn't. I feel like it's made me a better business person. Like when there's no money coming in, and you like, it's like okay, now I have to really think about how do I talk to my customers. Like, what does this offer sound like? Like, am I, is, you know, it's totally clear in my head, but is it totally just like, like, what do you, what do you do? Like, what is this? Um, so I know for me, as hard as the journey's been, I just feel like I've come out. I mean, I'm still totally in this obviously, but I just feel like every year I'm like, okay, I think I understand business just a little bit better. Um, so maybe that's a perk. Yeah. And bootstrapping helps you understand how to be more conservative with cash and you're not just spending it like crazy. I can't yeah. <laughs> imagine the way that I would make decisions if I had started with a couple million dollars in funding. It's completely well, different. It's funny you say that because I actually had a guy on who um, he had, he actually got a offer from Shark Tank and ran with it. 
and we were talking and it was like during our podcast interview and I was like, it was some question around like cash and like, what if you make like a bad decision? And he was like, well, it's not my money. So and I was like, I don't know if I'd say that on the podcast, but, <laughs> but I just was like, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't have that luxury. So you make a great no. point. So, no. <laughs> well, Jackie, um, I'm, I'm so bummed we're out of time. Cause I actually have some notes here of like, oh, I want to ask about that because it's really cool, but, um, we'll have to have you on again sometime. This was so great. For people who they're thinking, okay, I want to um, maybe listen to the podcast. I want to know more about Jackie. I want to follow Jackie. Uh, maybe even do business with Jackie. Um, what are like the next steps that you want people to do? The best place to find me is LinkedIn. I spend tons of time there. I'm in the DMs all the time. So hit me up there and then you can learn about my company and speaking and the podcast and all that good stuff at JackieHermes.com. Perfect. And I'll put those links in the episode description below. Jackie, thank you so much for the time today. It's been really great. And I wish you well. Yes. Amazing. Thank you. Hey, for you listeners, if you enjoyed this episode, what the heck are you waiting on? Click that subscribe button, click the follow button so you can keep getting good advice wherever you are. And don't forget, if you enjoy the podcast, you want to support the podcast, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash good advice. I so appreciate your support of the podcast. And hey, that's today's good advice. We'll catch you later. See ya.